Hello, friends. Welcome to Brainworms, the podcast that, you know, just wants to give you a moment of zen. <laughs> Imagine yourself in a, in a quiet room, lavender wafting in the breeze. You're lying down on a comfortable mattress. Whatever works for you. Maybe it's firm. Maybe it's soft. Just, just whatever works for you. The fuck's wrong with you? And the four of us are all gathered around you, just staring down. No, don't do that to people. As we read a nice, relaxing bedtime story. Don't do that to people. Very nice. Very relaxing. Deep breath in, deep breath out. Feel yourself. Yeah, well, I'm taking over this episode. Oh? Yeah, I'm, I'm reading this one. I knew this day was coming. I'm Joe. I'm David. I am better David. <laughs> I'm Chris, and apropos of nothing, if anyone on Earth knows the cure for brain barnacles, please send that via Amazon to the moon. Someone would appreciate it, certainly. What the hell are brain barnacles? You know what? We're not going to talk about it. Pray that you never find out. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, David knew this day would come. He slipped me a note in private. So I have prepared the uh, creosote pit for the sugar fight. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> the goal here is we both strip just bare to the waist and just Kirk spawned wait, 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 out. Why just Whoa. to the waist? Wait, wait. First off, do you realize that it's impossible for me to fashion clothing to fit this form? <laughs> I mean, you could probably stitch like four shirts together. Kane, no. you, you, made, you made articulate digits. All right. We're, it's we're, not the point. We're not putting limitations on what you can do, given that you have do enough you... spike. Shut up. All right. So here's what's going to happen today. Okay. I'm going to be reading The Gaian Enchantment. You got a problem with that? Honestly, not a bit. It's book one of the <laughs> Odyssean cycle. Are you excited about that? Which, um, uh, that, that's, that's, a very, that's very optimistic to name yeah. your book, book one. You remember when Lord of the Rings was like, hey, look, Lord of the Rings, the first of the three. No, it, ju it just had it. Right. It was good enough to well, continue. I mean, bear in mind that, that Tolkien, who really shouldn't be in the same conversation. as <laughs> Yeah. Person, why are you doing that? Like <laughs> no, put a I don't lot of time stop, and thought stop, and planning stop, into. Full stop. Full stop. No, no, we're not putting Tolkien in the same fucking category as T. Jackson King. But yeah, we have an unpaid moon intern who we typically have bring David the books that we read for this show. And I guess Kane got a hold of him somehow. Well, got a hold of is a really weird way of describing me consuming the intern. I can see his <laughs> face right there. <laughs> and also, you know, that, that unpaid intern, he, he should be thankful that we're not firing him for such a mistake. And he should be grateful for the experience. He should be paying us. It's certainly some form of exposure. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely been exposed. Yeah. On a completely unrelated note, we're taking applications for uh, for interns on the Brainworms podcast. Unpaid, but you have to be willing to travel. Yep. Yep. Um, and I actually argue for paying your interns. I don't care what these pieces of shit say. See, this is what an abomination thinks of. That's that's completely inhumane. What will the rich people do if they have to pay interns? I mean. That's just completely unreasonable. Well, what I was going to say is, if you would let me finish, <laughs> all right, what I was going to say was is that you'll be getting paid $15 an hour, full benefits, and I promise not to eat you your first week so that you never receive your paycheck. You're not going to get a better offer. <laughs> it's true. 
And the good news is it's an incredibly low skill ceiling. As long as you can... Basically make coffee. If you can get to the moon. Yeah. It's is pretty much it, honestly. Yeah, like you will have to travel. That's the barrier to entry here. You have to be able to get to the moon. Yeah. Safety not guaranteed. It's true. There was one promising intern that attempted this with the world's largest catapult with mixed results, but... Extremely mixed. Yeah. Some of them did get here. The most delicious bits. <laughs> well cooked, as a, as a matter of fact, too. <laughs> mm. All right. What do you know about this T. Jackson King? I know that according to his self-written biography on Amazon.com, where he... Did I say dot com you again? Did now. You did. Just, just take it for granted that you always do. <laughs> just, yeah, just assume God damn that it. when you say a website, it's <laughs> it's it's dot jism. Right? I wonder if I've been doing that since the '90s and only noticed it when I started recording my <laughs> voice. Probably. I mean, I feel like there should be a dot com. The internet is yeah, pretty I'd, much I'm made for porn. Yeah. Like, why is there not? A dot com bizarre lack of creativity i guess because there's no reason you can't have that as a domain name when you think about the utility of the internet and its spectrum of possible functions and then it's most often used for porn that speaks to a severe lack of creativity in the populace i think we need to register we give you brainworms.com and just make sure that it redirects back to we give you brainworms.com i agree but yeah uh, according to his self-published biography, which is entirely unregulated, T. Jackson King is a professional archaeologist and journalist. Which means that he, he was paid a shilling for doing one of those things at one point in time. Right. Uh, this biography is very badly edited. He writes, all one word, hard science fiction, anthropological sci-fi, dark fantasy horror, and contemporary, also all one word, fantasy slash magic realism. And he never took a college creative writing class, all one word. Amazing. Nor bowed and and scraped to literary opinion makers. Wait, what? What was that last bit? He's never taken a college creative writing class or bowed and scraped to literary opinion makers. Well, that's, that's a, a sign. That's a great of sign. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. really promising. It's encouraging. Bear in mind that I do understand that there are people out there that criticize for criticizing sake. There's no value in their criticism. Have you been to his website? No. I have not been to his website. Is it exciting? Drop in for yeah. great urban fantasy and science fiction adventures. Where do I go to, for that link? I'll put it in the chat for you. All right. Cross an archy with a hippie. T. Jackson King, Tom, is a professional archaeologist and journalist. He writes hard fiction or hard science fiction, anthropological, sci-fi, dark hor fantasy, horror, and contemporary. Can I, ju I just, yes. I just. Is that this. from his? Is that that's so his website? It just keeps going. I got four hundred four. <laughs> yeah, I got a four hundred four too. Yeah, it just keeps going. Hold on, here. I got, I got this. Is the Amazon link busted? There. Okay. The link in his Amazon biography is broken. This is a completely different. This is wonderful. Address. All right. So, but that. Didn't happen until he was 38. Was that in the bio you were reading too? No, it cuts off uh, pretty early. Okay. Wait, how are we not reading Super Guy? Why aren't we reading Star Vigilante? Why aren't we reading the Geezer? Killer Geezer? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean. Killer Geezer, Fatal Geezer, Deadly Geezer, and Slayer Geezer. 
what easier. About, what about Galactic Vigilante? It's not too late to redirect if you see something else you'd rather read, Kane. No, no, no. We're already on. This is book one of the Odyssean cycle. So we yeah. have Let's well... break that down for a second, though. Let's really think about that. Okay. Book one of the Odyssean cycle. Uh-huh. The Odyssey. Right. <laughs> you know, written by some jackhole, you know, a Greek yeah, ass. Not, hat, not, whatever. not even that, but like Odysseus' like... journey was <laughs> yeah. so long and epic that for the rest of history from that point, we have used uh-huh. his name to describe <laughs> an unparalleled. Yes. Yeah. And, and now this of... fucking guy. <laughs> yep. Is is this literary stolen valor? That he's using the word Odyssey to describe what he's doing? Well, just a, imagine a cycle. Like, how do you have a cycle of Odysseys? Right. Because by definition, an Odyssey ends. So also, real quick, there is one entry. Uh-huh. Poems of the Land by T. Jackson King. Yeah. We got to check out some of those poems. All right. So um, yeah. real quick, real quick. Uh-huh. I am interested in his poetry. I feel like that could be a lot of fun. I want to read his bio in its entirety. Okay. Hit it. And then we'll we'll move on. Is there anything else you need to do to intro us in, Joe? Because I don't want you interrupting me. Before you do that, let me remind everyone about We Give You Brainworms. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> where, uh, God damn it. where you can support us with your Patreon money. We're member supported, much like public television, relying on viewers like you. I guess listeners, because it's audio. And uh, you can find all the things we do including our Discord server, which is, you know, it's there. We're in it. Joe, don't discriminate against the viewers that can lip-read, okay? They look at the waveforms. That's how sign language works. That's that's not how any of this works, Chris. That's not how it works. But yeah, go ahead and read that bio. Let's see what that's about. All right, so we're just going to go ahead and T. Jackson King, Tom, is a professional archaeologist and journalist. He writes hard science fiction, anthropological sci-fi, dark fantasy, horror, and contemporary fantasy magic realism, but that didn't happen until he was 38. Magic realism. Before then, college years spent in Paris and in Tokyo led Tom into anti-war activism, hanging out with some Japanese hippies and learning how often governments lie to their citizens. So nothing new then. The latter lesson led him and a college buddy to publish the Shinjuku Sutra, English language underground tabloid in Japan in 1967. That was followed by helping shut down the University of Tennessee at Knoxville campus in 1968 and a bus trip to Washington, D.C. for the second march on Washington where thousands demanded an end to the Vietnam War. Temporary sanity returned when Tom worked in a radiocarbon lab at UC Riverside and earned an M.A. degree in archaeology from UCLA. His interests in ancient history, ancient cultures, and journalism got him several government agency jobs that paid the bills, led him to roam the raw landscape of the western United States, and helped him and his wife Leslie raise three kids. So when you take all the floweriness out of all that, it's basically just, I'm a guy that does things. A funny thing happened on the way to normality. By the time he was 38 and doing federal archie work in Colorado... I hate that. Federal yeah, I don't like work. He kind of looks like someone that David would hang out with. I was though. just thinking that his bio so far <laughs> sounds like someone I would hang out with. <laughs> mm. 
Tom's first novel, Star Traders, was a stage play in his head that wouldn't go away. So he wrote it down. It got rejected. His next <laughs> novel was published as Retread Shop, Warner Books, 1988. It was off to the writing races, and Tom's many voyages of imaginative discovery have led to 24 published novels, a book of poetry, and a conviction that when humans reach the stars, we will find them crowded with space-going aliens. We will be the new kids on the block. Uh, 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 uh. uh he actually <laughs> capitalized new kids on the block. So, like, isn't that a band or something? Yes. This so theme we, appears so in much of Tom's stars, short fiction We will, we will become the band. Writing. Yeah, we'll be Joey and Justin and all <laughs> Tom lives guys. in Santa Fe, New Mexico, USA, and hangs with a group of smart and tolerant Westerners. Divorce has taught him to smile a lot, and to work at being a nice guy. Still, he is pretty weird. Has been since fourth grade when he began reading sci-fi. Since then, he and authority have rarely been in agreement, except for when he was doing government work. <laughs> you know. Hey, strange yeah. shit happens to you along the way, Reviews man. of Tom's novels can be found up top in the reviews toolbar listing. And there David, David, I um, understand your sentiment, but in your own bio, without any kind of like clarification or acknowledgement saying that, you know, I don't agree with authority, except for when I take their paychecks, you know, that, that, you got to have some self-awareness when you're, uh, when you're discussing uh, that sort of thing. I don't know. He's written the amazing books of Star Vigilante, Nebula Vigilante, Galactic Vigilante, <laughs> Anarchate Vigilante. Stellar Assassin, The Guy in Enchantment, which is what we're diving into today, yep. Retread Shop, Little Brother's World, Ancestor's World, <laughs> Judgment Day, and Other Dreams, which I believe is his poetry book, Speaker to Aliens, <laughs> Mother's Earth Stretch Marks, Poems of the Land, that's definitely his poem book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel the need to point out something that Kane glossed over. When it says that divorce taught him to be a nice guy, he capitalizes. Nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. So is, yep. is he the oldest nice guy in history? I don't. He is wearing a, a fedora kind of hat in his author photo. So I didn't think nice guys lasted that long. I thought that they self detonated from how much not sex they're having. No, no, no. They just finished last. <laughs> Which I've heard is a positive. No one? All right, fine. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I thought it was good enough to stand by itself. <laughs> they can only do that for so long. <laughs> you talking about cock push-ups? <laughs> How many can you do? All right. The Gaian Enchantment, book one yeah. of the Odyssean Cycle by T. Jackson King. Oh, we're just going straight in? Dedication to my wife, Kathy. Light of my heart. You are the brightest oh. star in the universe. I just oh. thought that that was important to come to. This is so sad, thinking about how he got a divorce. <laughs> the, this is, the light of his universe is gone. <laughs> the universe is very dark now for T. Jackson King. The light of his heart and the brightest star in the universe uh, sent him papers. That's that's where we... So here, here's the big question on my mind. Did he divorce her or did she divorce him? It's hard to say. We don't have that information. Yeah, we can't even yeah. speculate. There is literally no way of knowing. Prior publication, 
chapter eight as the totem in Judgment Day and Other Dreams. So that's not a poetry book. That's a bunch of short stories. Yeah. No, it's like excerpts and short stories. And yeah. the cover art and all of the maps are by T. Jackson King. The cover art is something to have a conversation about. Is it? I feel like the maps should be like at least fine because he's an archaeologist. It's just the earth on top of a photo of autumn leaves on the ground. Uh-huh. Which makes no sense because that is a place on Earth. Sure. Yeah, so what do we need to dissect here, Jeff? It's, I mean, A, just the fact that he decided that was good cover art. Just superimposing the Earth over a stock photo of well, the Earth autumn woods. Which are on the Earth. But it, I'm, I'm just concerned about the aesthetics <laughs> at this point. He made Earth a place You can see the, uh, the JPEG artifacting around the earth where it was superimposed over the stock photo of autumn woods and i think that's a lazy move for what's meant to be a finished literary publication no just joe see you're focusing on the wrong things the value comes from the content you know that that's just the fa- you're judging a book by its cover joe just find a png with a transparent background it's not that hard all right note gaia noun one in Greek mythology, the Earth personified as a goddess. She was born of chaos as the mother and mate of Uranus, the sky god, and the mother <laughs> of the Titans, the Cyclopses, and the Hectoranasheres. Uh, I believe it's Hecatonchires. All right, that works. That works. Don't interrupt me again, David, or I'll rip your throat out. <laughs> I'm just correcting you is all. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. We're going to need to do something with Kane after this episode. What do you mean? Don't worry about it. Keep reading. Yeah, just 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 read it. Don't pay any attention to me. I won't be doing anything over here. Why are you so close to shh, shh, shh. just worry about the Hecatonchires, man, the hundred-handed worker giants. Her later children were the giants and the furies along with Typhon. Her offspring are often the enemies of the gods. Besides embodying the fertility of man, woman, and beast and the soil, one of her lesser duties was as witness of oaths since she was aware of all that passes upon her domain, the Earth. Her creatures are... Cthanian. Yeah. Cthanian of the Earth and include serpents. All right. I'm not reading any more of the note. Yeah, this is just a lesson about Greek mythology. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about that. Chapter one. It was a time of change for all of us. And I would like to point out that time and change are capitalized. Cool. Good. For me, my second wife, Mary, my three kids who lived too far away in Virginia for the entire nation. We all feared this change. So deeply, we barely mentioned our fear to each other. We yearned for normality. Yet the change also, he keeps capitalizing change and it bothers me. Yeah, that's not how, just because you think it's an important word. <sighs> doesn't mean you can just stick a capital letter at the beginning of it. Well, I mean, if it's something that has been taken to, like, that's a fairly common thing. If there's a thing that is now, like, the sundering. You know, sundering is a thing that happened, but if there was an event that came to be known specifically as that, you'd capitalize it to make it the cap the, the proper noun. I don't feel like that's what he's doing, though. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't, I don't know. know. Yet the change was irrevocable and undeniable. Giant meteors crashed to Earth. The northern lights shimmered above Chicago. The monsoons came too soon to Asia. Fall refused to pass into winter all the world over. And the birds, the birds flew every which way. Neither north nor south. Wait, what? 
What? So, but in confused circles, as if they too were uncertain in which direction lay normality. So beyond the nature, Earth's magnetic field the continental power up? grid fluctuated wildly, worse than during any sunspot peak. Cellular phone service to far places didn't work. The new space station dipped from orbit, the victim of inexplicable drag. Food riots convulsed much of the world as crops failed. Governments fell and rose and fell again. All right. Planes disappeared when crossing the oceans or had their autopilot sizzle and pop when they passed above certain holy mountains. Holy mountains? Things electronics seemed most affected. Trains still worked. Cars worked. Horses always worked. Don't cars have like computers in them? The and batteries? All kinds of electric. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, right. that's electrics, not electronics. We've been over this. Come on. So I, I think what he's getting at is something's fucked with the Earth's magnetic field. Sure. Yeah, I would say so. Which I don't think would actually cause space stations to suffer drag, but let's see what it, what it is. My wife Mary understood the change early on. Thanks, perhaps, to her Wiccan beliefs. Oh, David, this book is about you and wait, yours. Wait, I, wait, wait, wait. I would like to go on record by saying I am not, in fact, a Wiccan. <laughs> wait, wait, is Jackson King a pseudonym? <laughs> David, did you write this book? I would like to go on record by saying that neither I nor my wife is, in fact, a Wiccan. <laughs> like, did you nudge me in the direction of this book with social engineering so that we would read your self-published Amazon novel on the show? No, I had the moon spirits come and do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't. I'm an archaeologist, a scientist, and a rationalist. Pattern and order are the rules of my universe. I always like when, and it seems like a lot of these, these sort of self-published Amazon writers do this, when the main character is just unsubtly an author self-insert <laughs> no effort is made to hide that this is just just right. tom king i mean right. so i don't know i i think it's probably not fair to say that tom king is an archaeologist scientist and rationalist when he pretty clearly is i mean maybe he's a rationalist in his real life but he seems like a a bit of a self-described hippie probably a neo-pagan yeah. of some sort yeah sure. i'm gonna say that He's going to start off as the rationalist. Right, right. And then as the book progresses, he'll see the light that his rational ideas were a hindrance, you know. Which would mean a character arc, which does put this a step above the usual crap we read. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, real quick, though, is a self-insert inherently bad? Like, just it by itself, not the things associated with it, but if you have a main character and, like, no, this is just going to be me, and then you write a good story. I would argue that most main characters have a piece of the author. I don't disagree. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it would be difficult to not do that. I, and love him or hate him, but Stephen King, like, every Actually single did one a of his books is, well, beyond that, all mm. of his fucking books are about writers. Yep. Yeah. You're not wrong. Like, and so, he's actually in the Dark Tower. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, he literally inserted himself into... Yes. So the practice by itself is not inherently bad no. writing. Okay. It's something to point out, and, and it's often done it's very a marker. clumsily. But it's not inherently bad. You write what you know. Yeah. 
you're going to write a more realistic character who knows a lot of the same things you know yeah when it becomes you know it you know something to at least like make a joke about or criticize self-indulgent when the main character is very clearly an author self-insert but they're also just flawless and and amazing and handsome or all the characters in the book keep telling them how great they are or yeah. when all the characters in the book keep telling them how great they are, <laughs> then it becomes a little bit silly. I didn't. I'm an archaeologist, a scientist, a rationalist. Pattern and order are the rules of my universe. The phone rang, demanding instant obedience. Instead, I looked through my study window, the one that opens onto the valley bottom below our old gap-tooth barn and good rich pasture. This is going to be a bear to read. I just want you to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he seems to like words. Outside, the dark green coastal oaks of Oregon swayed in the wind, their leaves not yet ready to die. The contorted oaks covered the hillside like an army of dragon's teeth, a cluster of brown bark, moss green leaves, and droopy Spanish moss that conveyed an air of weariness, as if they had seen all the ages could offer. I'm not going to lie, this is meandering, but this isn't Moon People. No, it's not bad. Really. Yeah, I mean, it's slightly more competent than Moon People. Yeah, I don't disagree. He's building a decent ambiance. Yeah. The oaks hung on stubbornly. Like me. Like Mary. Like many rural folks not cursed with the get rich now, also capitalized, <laughs> desires that ruled the cities, where lemmings filled the streets and they weren't four-legged. The phone rang again. Bring, bring. That's not an accurate bring. representation of lemmings, by the way. They don't, they don't do it's that. It's not. I was actually going to mention that as well, but I, I do think it's absolutely delightful that the lemming metaphor is mm -hmm. that they just follow each other off a cliff, and right. that never actually happens. That's something that the Walt Disney Company yeah. specifically made happen for those lemmings in that documentary. Mm -hmm. But since most people will never encounter lemmings in real life, they just assumed that was the truth and followed each other over the cliff of that belief. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> also, I did think, though, that the and they aren't four-legged. I thought that was a nice punctuation to that metaphor. Mm. Yeah. You know, there was a video game, a PC game years ago called Lemmings. Yeah. And that game was so fun. Yeah, it was fun as hell. It was on the the Super Nintendo as well. And I it was very bring, good. Bring, bring, bring. I turned back to my old Macintosh computer, its color screen littered with arcane squiggles that told a fanciful story of asteroids, spaceships, black holes, and aliens. Sighing, I picked up the landline phone. Hello? Tom? A questioning voice echoed over a squealing, squawking, hollow-sounding transcontinental phone line, calling my name. The voice belonged to Doreen, my ex-wife, mother and custodian of my three children. They all lived in Reston, Virginia, within spitting distance of the D.C. Beltway. <sighs> Hello, Doreen, I said calmly. I've been trying to make my weekly call for three days now but couldn't get through. May I talk to the kids? Silence. The line squealed into the upper harmonic registers. Doreen's answering voice sounded far, far away, as if she was in another dimension. Yeah, sure, I'll call them in a minute, but we need to talk first. Damn, what now? More money? A new <laughs> judge saying my last child support check hadn't cleared the bank and be sure to send 10% penalties? Um, 
more whining about how everything cost too much and the doctors wanted their money up front. Um, Tom, are you okay? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> what about? Tom, she paused, her uncertain tone more like that of a woman I'd known during 15 years of marriage, not the stranger she'd become after our divorce. I'm worried. Things aren't right out here. The newspapers don't say anything about it. But my sister, Jane, remember, she works as a programmer at the Defense Intelligence Agency. Exposition. <laughs> Jane says the Army is planning something. Maybe martial law in the Virginia, Maryland area. Jane says she's done with Sergio. <laughs> Jane says. <laughs> Her voice ran down, gasping for breath, sounding scared. Maybe she had a reason to be scared. Scared of more than just the change. I guess that's how I'm going to read that. Yeah. Doreen, stuff is screwy all over the country, but everything's still running. The trains, the trucks. Thank God for the 18-wheelers and their loads of food and fuel trucked coast to coast. Radio, most TV, landline telephones like this one. Anything that doesn't depend on satellites. Maybe it's just someone driving about some civil defense <laughs> backup plan. You idiot! The scream rose higher than the static on the line. You fucker! Do you think I'd call and ask for your help? Now, if this remember, was just TV is, news bullshit? This is when she sounds like when she is the, the woman yeah. he married, not the stranger she's become. <laughs> I swallowed, mouth suddenly dry. She sounded on edge. You think? You <laughs> fucking think? Worry for the welfare of three young kids stuck with an overwrought mother brought control to my voice. You're right. I'm an idiot. What help do you want? A pause intervened. Very funny. It stretched on and on as the microwave signal that carried our voices over the mountains, plains, and lakes of a continent fil flittered back and forth at the speed of an electron with a bee in its bonnet. <laughs> it's kind of a this is way to put that, I had guess. Had the line failed, I want you to come out here to get me and the kids. I think it'll be safer in the West. Fewer people, fewer crazy people. I fucking doubt that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Oregon has lots of fucking crazy people. I'm pretty sure the West Coast is almost primarily crazy people. No offense to yeah. anyone out there. Mm. Because don't come and find me. You'll never find me on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> she was right about that. In the East, the courts had gone crazy, declaring the civil rights of criminals more important than those of the victims. Oh, Oh, man. A private handgun possession east of the Mississippi had been outlawed. Meanwhile, the drug lords <laughs> now controlled large sections of most towns. Uzis ruled the night. Uzi 9 Melita. <laughs> Uzis ruled the night and money bought influence. I'd pleaded long and hard over the last few years for her and the kids to come out west. Going out west where the wind blows tall. Right, so we're we're just going to unapologetically nose die. Like like it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. And now now like the floor is just yeah. taken out. I mean, they, just based on these first probably less than a page. I don't feel like we're that deep into the book. It seems like, and and again, I don't want to assume too much that Tom King is working some stuff out. Yeah, in yeah. This novel. yeah. He's got some feelings about a lot of things. Well, that took an unexpected turn. We're going to stop here for now and find out uh, where that goes next week. So I'm going to thank you all for listening and remind you to go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com. 
If you like the show, then support us on Patreon. If you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, maybe leave a comment. Don't forget to click the bell. And uh, we are very sorry. This has been a production of Brainworms Presents. Any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms Podcast is David Combs, Kane Magdalene, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. The theme music is HodgePod Number no. 1 by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard, you can support us and learn about our other projects at WeGiveYouBrainworms.com or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app. Don't interrupt me again, David, or I'll rip your throat out.